Hi, I'm Julian, and this is the WLB Podcast. So, welcome everybody to another episode of our podcast. Today we have with us Anjali, who is the founder of Atrangi Studio. And I have been blown away by all of those beautiful things that come up uh, in her catalog. If you uh, have seen her Instagram or her business, uh, her website, they are extraordinary, just like the name suggests. And uh, they're very, very different products. You will not find uh, another similar piece out there. And we're, I'm really happy to have you on board. Uh, I've been stalking all of your products for a long time. <laughs> so, Hi, Julian. Thank you so much for having me on board. And I am as excited as you seem to be. And thank you for your kind words for our work and Atrangi Studio. So thank you for joining us. And uh, th- could you let us know about you? Like, Just introduce yourself to our listeners. Sure. I am Anshali Hamerwasia. Based out of Bombay, I started Atrangi Studio about two years ago as a passion project. Uh, Today, Atrangi Studio is more than a passion project. It is a home decor studio wherein we specialize in handcrafted home decor. And with home decor, it is about everything, right? From lamps, trays, uh, coasters, tissue box, you name it and we do it. We also offer customization services. Mm-hmm. So yeah, in a nutshell, Atrangi Studio is a home decor, handcrafted home decor studio. So it's basically anybody who has ever wanted to decorate your room and you've got these wild ideas that are not available in any any e-commerce website, please reach out to Anjali. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And they'll all be handcrafted. They'll not be machine made. That is so amazing. So how did you th- think about this? Like, what was the beginning? Why why home decor? And were you always the one who went ahead and painted the walls of, the, of your house? So honestly, my mom and I both have been painting for, I think, all our lives. And <laughs> while I was very busy with college and uh-huh. studying, working, all of that, my mom mm-hmm. continued with her passion. And even more mm-hmm. as and when we went out to hostels and we started working. And mm-hmm. I would always tell her, like, you know, why are you just making for yourself? You should just sell it. And she's like, I don't know wh- how to sell it. And second mm-hmm. of all, who's going to buy my products? Who, like, they'll mm-hmm. buy an MFSN. Who's going to buy Rekha Mirvasia? And I was like, yeah, I mean, MFSN is there. But I'm sure you can find an audience for yourself. Mm-hmm. And... After I was done from my MBA, I came back home and I would see like an entire cupboard of stocked up home decor. And I'm like, this is it. Oh. <laughs> Something needs to be done. If nothing, you just get likes. Just put start a page on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Get likes if nothing else, right? Mm-hmm. Of course. That's, yeah. That's, so that's how. And that's a validation if nothing else. Obviously, yes, yes. I mean, it's like you, you were like, uh, you saw an entire go down full of products and all you have to do is, okay, <laughs> supply yeah, is exactly. done. Exactly, exactly. And I'm a marketing professional myself. So I'm like, if I can do it for yeah. other brands, there is something I can do for my mom, if nothing else. <laughs> Absolutely. I think our moms have a lot of dreams packed up in a box. 
and it's like i think this generation is making all of those dreams come true that's definitely so definitely and it really started off with constantly pestering her to do it herself and mm-hmm. one sunday na sunday afternoon i realized you know what she's not going to do it so let me do it and <laughs> honestly julian it started with a passion project we would post you know uh sporadically on the page as and when she would make a new product and we got a few one order very soon after i started the page and I, we were like excited and believe it on it was a small 300 rupee order to say and mm-hmm. i was like oh this is exciting and we continued at it believe it or not it is it took a pandemic for us for me to realize okay there is potential with this oh my god <laughs> like a blessing in disguise i will not say otherwise <laughs> i understand like i think a lot of lot of companies have have uh, you know taken it, like it took 2020 to actually realize that okay there is a market and i should definitely get you know gear change my game start selling and make a page definitely 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 and you won't believe so since so i was working since 2018 and believe it or not since my college days i had it in mind that i want to start something of my own but mm-hmm. starting something of my own and having an idea which you think is viable there is mm-hmm. a huge gap in that process and i was mm-hmm. constantly on the lookout for a good idea i was constantly doing my re- research and mm-hmm. it is in the july of 2020 that i remember raksha bandhan was around the corner and mm-hmm. by that time atrangi had started growing a little bit because lockdown workshops and lockdown a diy mm. sessions did really well for us and mm. i remember i wanted to send my cousin some rakhis and we didn't have any resource to go to a market to get them or stuff like that so i said you know what let's just make it ourselves and mm-hmm. i posted a few pictures on instagram calling out for orders and the response was phenomenal like to a point mm. that i was sold out in a week and if i had just made a little more inventory i would have sold them out as well Oh my god wow that is so nice so you wanted to just send it to your friend and you ended up making a lot more exactly i just happened to click a picture of what i made for my brothers my family and mm-hmm. from there the order request started flowing and i made a wow. one batch and we got sold out wow that is so nice i think i can i can feel the excitement even now how long has it been So that was the end of July 2020 so it's been uh-huh. about 10 months now Nice nice beautiful So uh, I think uh, your uh, products are like uh, as as you mentioned already they are they are home decor but they are literally out of this world I have not seen anything that goes into like those lamps those uh, I think the trays nobody even thinks about these things to be so beautiful like clocks i i i just love your clocks and so all much. the clocks <laughs> all the clocks i have seen is all boring uh, they might be all wooden or they'll be just one color but there are so many colors in just one one piece of your work uh, like right, did right. you uh, was there any course or is it it was a particular culture i i feel a lot of indian ethnic ethnic culture like you know pouring into this is there some uh, background to this definitely 
So honestly, Julian, uh, once we had the Rakhi success, I was like, oh, there is potential. And this is a probably could be the idea I have been searching for. And since I was any which was working from home and I knew I'll be working from home for another six months, I said, whatever time I have, I can definitely contribute to this. And mm -hmm. while I was thinking about it, I came, I remember one of the artisans from whom I had purchased this clock about five to six years back. And I'm mm -hmm. like, we keep talking about how artisans might not be having work in the lockdown. So I said, mm -hmm. let me just connect with him. Probably mm -hmm. I can see what's the status and take it forward from there. And he, like Julian, he said he's had not one rupee of work since March. Oh, oh. And, and his work is so beautiful. Like all the lamps, all the clocks is done by him and his family alone. And I'm like mm -hmm. the entire family who has no work. So I was like, let me just get a few pieces. I know his quality is good. I have been using one for five years and I put it out on the market. And you will not believe my first set was again sold out very soon. Absolutely, the response was phenomenal. I did not expect the response. And trust me, neither, neither did he. And uh, he just had sent across a few samples. And that is where it started. So that is when I think I defined what Atrangi Studio would be. Atrangi Studio is handcrafted home decor. So all the lamps are basically a rural art form of called Tholu Bomalata. So this is an art form of a very small village of Andhra Pradesh. And all the clocks, the lamps, the torrents that we've launched just last week are done by one family and that art form is about two centuries old amazing wow yeah <laughs> that is a beautiful story like so that means you <clears throat> apologies sure <clears throat> so so i think there's a uh, there are like two to three stories linked to this and i think you're bringing to uh, the e-commerce world, something that we would never have had access to if you had not started this, right? Definitely. I think there are very few people on the web who are actually uh, dealing with these art, this art form. And honestly, it's a family, uh, it's a village of 20 families, okay? And all of them have been doing this for generations together. And I personally love that lamp for lamp that I had at home and it's a beautiful thing right so I thought why not help the artisans we've been they've they've had a rough time in the lockdown and at the same time it gives me the confidence to do something bigger do something better and it gives me a product to showcase right yeah I think that making sure that they it's not just your uh, company that's progressing is giving them uh, a, way, a way to sell what they have been working on. And that is a beautiful way of connecting. I mean, doing good in the society, especially in the time of a pandemic. Wow. Definitely, definitely. Because honestly, it is their art form that got me the orders, right? So if exactly. I do not give it back to them, it mm. is absolutely unjust. And I think that's our brand philosophy as well. Like we want to be able to provide as much to all our 
you know supply chain we want to provide mm-hmm. as much to the uh, artisan because he mm-hmm. he and his family is the one who's made the product yeah i understand so uh, do you get orders for different things as well or is it uh, whatever they make like did they have a catalog themselves so of course uh, like with the artisans they can make safe n number of products and n number mm-hmm. of designs to mm-hmm. make it a little more easier for me to manage the inventory from them at the mm-hmm. same time to make things easier for you know me to manage the entire logistics i have selected mm-hmm. certain products and i selected mm-hmm. certain items so that way mm-hmm. my sq uh sqs are not too many it's easier mm-hmm. for me to manage at the same time because of that i can give him a proper estimate of my requirement got which it, helps him plan his things as well okay nice nice i understand so um so so like what i was trying to understand is did your uh, original existing customers come up with the demand for i want a table mat or i want a tray or uh, did they have one one or two samples of this already and then you got the orders placed because of the pictures so uh, what we generally do is the first orders how we got is probably we create a certain collection we put it out and then customer tell us i want this i want that because a customer wants to visualize a particular mm-hmm. thing before they buy however mm-hmm. once they've seen see a coffee print tray they'll mm-hmm. be like hey i want a tray i have mm-hmm. seen your work but mm-hmm. is it possible to get a floral tray instead of a coffee tray oh okay 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 or is it possible for you to make the same design on a tissue box maybe okay 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 got it so got it. of course customer wants a reference point but they of, of course have their own needs and requirement with respect to the kind of design or the look that they're going for so we mm-hmm. cater to those demands as well we cater to some customization as well wherein the customer themselves pick the color the pattern the size the shape and so on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. understood understood so i uh, do you do you store them uh, in in your uh, do you have a place to store this or does the uh, does the delivery happen right from the artisan himself so uh, from the artisan honestly it's very difficult for him to manage the logistics because mm-hmm. one it's a very small village there is mm-hmm. hard, hardly to know logistics supply chain in that village so oh okay so i have to call on a monthly by monthly basis the inventory from the artisan i have to buy it out from him because for them they cannot work on any other payment mode because that's the only source of income okay so i um, buy it out i store it at my home right now we are working out of my home studio and uh, as and when i get the orders i dispatch it okay okay got it got it so i think uh, the, your house is a very beautiful place right now with a lot of these products <laughs> i would say it's a lo- it's more of a warehouse at this point with some corners with bubble wrap some corners with corrugated mm. boxes and some corners are pretty because there's a stack of products nice <laughs> i guess every every big company has a beginning like this definitely, definitely. yeah and i think I, that's I, the charm I, of it yeah absolutely 
So, uh, what about the like? Uh, is, uh, I did not understand the the region. Where is this coming from? Uh, you did mention a name of the artwork. Which part of India is this? It's a small village called Dharmavaram uh-huh. in uh, Andhra Pradesh. Oh, okay, nice. And in there also, it's a very smaller, a very small <laughs> part of that village is a sub village mm-hmm. where this art artwork comes from. Wow. Do you uh, have any other uh, like you know art form that you are looking out to introduce in Atrangi Studio anytime? Definitely. So uh, we recently introduced jute work, jute mm-hmm. baskets and planters. Uh, yeah, yeah, we yeah. Are, yes, I am very soon working on introducing tie and tie products, which generally hails from Gujarat and Rajasthan. Uh-huh. And I am also looking at few other art forms from uh, rurals of Ch- uh, Chhattisgarh. Wow, wow, that's like a complete India small scale industries. Like all of those remote villages will actually uh, can be routed to you. Uh, I mean, uh, to your studio directly. Definitely at least to make sure they get the limelight that they deserve. Yes, and when I'm looking for say a particular artisan to connect with. I make sure I am not connecting with, say, a trader or a a middleman. Because I know when there is a trader or a middleman involved, the final artisan does not get the worth as much. So Mm. I make an effort to ensure I connect with the artisan as much as possible. So how do you get the contacts of these folks? Do you uh, go to that place directly, personally? Honestly, at this point, that's not been so possible with the entire pandemic situation. I would have loved to be able to do that. However, mm-hmm. there's a lot of res- research that goes on. There's a lot of vendors that you talk to, a lot of middlemen that you talk to. And uh, that is how you eventually kind of get connected to the artisans or you find out about the artisans. Like, for mm-hmm. example, with our jute products, it's a sort of uh, an NGO not exactly an NGO, I would say, but more of a mm-hmm. self-help group, wherein it's all the women who are making the products, who are hand weaving, hand stitching the products together. Wow. Wow. So if it's not the direct artisan, I know it's still handcrafted. It's still helping a women's community. And it's still a beautiful outcome of a product. Wow. See, that's like a chain reaction. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you, they have a business and you have a business. And I mean, your business is actually helping their business. Wow. That's right. Amazing. Because it, it cannot be individual, right? There is, I don't think in today's world it would be possible to sustain if you are mm. not helping the community. And especially in the pandemic when we are seeing so many people have gotten ex- affected in their businesses for XYZ reasons, I think it's only fair to be able to contribute as much as you can. Got it, got it. So uh, do you do you feel that your uh, research work before you started this, like while you were studying, was that also connected to uh, the history of India or uh, was there any, any time that you had spent before starting this that you had spent? When you were researching on, uh, I don't know what this field is called, uh, murals or is it? Uh, 
so i would say there's no particular field as such of course uh, there are people who study fabrics there are people who study designs in general there are mm -hmm. of course people who study art forms my mm -hmm. personal education formal education has been in the field of management i've done mm -hmm. my bachelor's in management and i've also done my masters in management however mm -hmm. while i was doing my masters i have done in the field of innovation and entrepreneurship from sibm pune and oh. Mm -hmm. So it's a very unique field of uh, post graduation, yeah. and that's where I learned, say, probably the hooks of entrepreneurship or the basics of entrepreneurship. What can be thought over a book, and mm -hmm. all through projects. And besides mm -hmm. that, it's been personal inclination to always, you know, keep a keen eye on what's happening. Whenever I have traveled, I've made sure to pick like a local product or a local souvenir. So I think, mm -hmm. besides personal interest, I wouldn't say there was a formal education uh, mm -hmm. with respect to this art form. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but did, did your MBA like help you understand the pricing and what what rates to give these uh, products? Because I think your case is even more uh, critical. Is as in you need to make sure that they uh, get the value of their work. in addition to the fact that you should not undervalue the e because currently i think oh, through this podcast what i've understood is that india has a lot of uh, disposable income and uh, people are ready to spend uh, a good amount on decor and and things that maybe our parents generation might not have like your mom made all of these things uh, herself and like what what does your understanding of the market right now like I, so I think honestly, I mixed two questions. <laughs> I, yeah, that's all right. So I'll just answer the second question first. With respect to the market, right? This is something very strongly I believe in. Is mm -hmm. India is a big market by the sheer mm -hmm. size of population. Hmm. All right. So because the population is so large, that gives every particular business a big market. Because even if I mm -hmm. take one percent or point one percent of a population. it's still a big number so if your product is a luxury product you have a market if your product mm -hmm. is a commodity you have a market if your product is an essential you have a market because of the sheer size of the population what mm -hmm. is important is going forward how do you showcase your product to the market how does the market perceive the product and how you react because market will give you feedback honestly the clock like i'll give you an example i had launched lamps and the very first customer of my lamp is now a very dear friend okay because she constantly keep give uh, keep kept giving us feedback she constantly you know shared reactions she in fact i think her first circle also has bought the lamps by now so <laughs> one day she contacted me is it possible for you to get one clock made for me because i had seen one 10 years ago and i don't mm -hmm. know where it will come. where can i get it but it's the same art form as what i'm aware of and honestly by that time i did not know clocks can be made in tholubomalata hmm. so that is when the idea came in i heard from the market and that's when i launched the clocks i spoke to my artisan he said yes mm -hmm. this is possible we generally do not do it because the market is much less for it at the same time people are not aware so they don't get orders for the same mm -hmm. and honestly even so 
it depends right how open you are to the market like there are certain products that i have done a research of and i realize might not work as well in the market so i've kind of held back on those mm -hmm. and if you could just okay. uh, remind me of your first question uh regarding the ratings of this like how do you charge uh, how do you understand that i should charge this uh, like 150 rupees or this should be charged 100 more okay so for that first of all i keep a tab of all the material costs that will go in so that's mm -hmm. the rate like my sourcing rate for my artisan or the kind of overheads that i will need to incur because as a business there are a lot of overheads right because i think before i started doing business i never knew how expensive packaging is <laughs> and i absolutely had no clue how expensive shipping is oh yes mhm mm so like something as simple as bubble wrap right i think if a bubble wrap yeah. came to my house i would just keep on bursting the bubbles <laughs> now i think every piece of bubble wrap is saved because god that is expensive <laughs> so true okay so i think uh, we consider all the cost that is involved um mm -hmm. the time that is spent building on the idea or building mm -hmm. on the product and mm -hmm. uh, then of course you have to consider what at what price the market is selling if not the same a uh, similar category product right because that is where you'll understand how much a customer would be ready to spend mm -hmm. and of course then you put that product out in the market and you have to test it as okay. a startup i think that gives you the flexibility that in your initial mm -hmm. few days after launching a product you can test the market out got it got it so um when do you have it on amazon as well or is the sales happening only via uh, the website so currently the sales are happening only via my website and my social platforms uh we have been considering about amazon and the marketplaces honestly the commissions are will eat up on the entire supply chain so it will affect the entire supply chain and that is the reason we are considering it however of course amazon and other marketplaces definitely help you with a brand visibility okay so um, so i think uh, currently the only way this that people can come to know about this is via your instagram page like i just want to know if there's any other place here are you on facebook Or so we are available on Facebook. We are on Instagram. We are very active on both the platforms. Our primary audience, I would say, of seventy uh, percent of our audience is on Instagram. So of course, we are a little bit more active, more engaged on that platform. Mm -hmm. And of course, we have a website. We also have WhatsApp, which is integrated on all our platforms. So if you need a question and if you think you're more comfortable with WhatsApp than you know. just purchasing without having a conversation we give you that option as well amazing that's really nice so i think yeah i, I remember seeing that there's a business account on whatsapp yeah yeah so you can see the catalog directly on whatsapp right yes you can see the catalog directly on whatsapp you can see what the prices would be you hmm. can see the entire plethora of collection on whatsapp as well nice and nice so is is your house also like before it became a warehouse is it also completely decorated with all of these items the coffee tray and 
the lamps yeah so actually over the years my mom that my mom has been painting every uh-huh. now and then some product went you know was placed in our house some products were gifted right so i think we have a lot of products but i think ever since we start selling it just mm-hmm. becomes difficult to keep a product to yourself because <laughs> you just like the minute you start i remember i was gonna i had decided if this product doesn't sell by wednesday suppose for a one particular product this will be mm-hmm. for the house and believe it or not that product wasn't sold for two months but it was sold that very monday <laughs> so honestly it becomes difficult but just today i think i took one product from our collection and, and i said hey mom i it's okay if we get an order for this this belongs to the house <laughs> nice okay i can i can understand that dilemma like mentally you wanted to get sold and <laughs> you want okay. for yourself but you also want it for your shop yeah <laughs> it's like a catch 22 yeah and also i think for the past that my mom has been making i think there is uh, enough of her work in our house so there is i think yeah. a very little scope of new things hmm so so currently your suppliers are both your mom and the artisans yes there's mom so we started off by selling only mom's products right whatever uh-huh. she would hand paint so um, we are still sticking with those so that uh, because that's how we started and that was the entire purpose of atrangi mm. studio so mm-hmm. my mom still paints the product she still does uh, we all the orders that come in alongside mm-hmm. i have start, added a few more products um, mm-hmm. you know just to give the audience more options at the same time from a business point of view it just makes sense nice nice got it so uh, why this name like uh, did your mom suggest this name uh, like i'm just curious i know i i understand the meaning of that but uh, was there was there any any specific story behind this um it was quite a fun one actually we decided on the name pretty quick to be honest uh so we were thinking what a what name to put right and uh, both of us my mom and i we thought we want something hindi but at the same mm-hmm. time something a little more universal so we were just thinking of options and i said nahi aisa nahi chahiye kuch atrangi hona chahiye and <laughs> I, part of me knew i wanted this word studio and then mm-hmm. i was just like the minute i said kuch atrangi hona chahiye just struck to my mind what about atrangi studio and okay. uh, everybody loved it in my house and i was like oh that's interesting so i said mm. you know what let's just put it and block the uh, username so because mm. i was very delighted that username was still available on uh, instagram and nice, i said nice. and i it. think let's... you got the right uh, domain as well right we did we did that was very surprising as well so and uh, honestly when we started our domain was never in the scope it was an instagram hobby page so i don't think i even bothered as much with the domain at that time and i put it up on instagram and i said let's take the feel of it and everybody loved it so i think the name stuck around for two and a half years now and mm-hmm. that's how the name was formed and that's how it stayed and luckily we also got the web domain for it eventually when we were thinking of the website yeah i saw that that's very lucky <laughs> yeah, that's quite lucky i would say <laughs> yeah 
nice so i think uh, right from july 2020 uh, like the the number of uh, the reach for this has increased a lot more than did, did you start in july 2020 or was it there from beforehand as well the instagram page so instagram was there since i would say in july or july 2019 but uh-huh. honestly it was quite a uh, I wouldn't, it was a very uh, low engagement page. I would post as and when I get chance for my work, as and when my mom made something because we never took it professionally. And mm-hmm. uh, we, and once the lockdown happened and since I had more time in hand, like mm-hmm. everybody, even I started with uh, say online workshops, DIY videos and stuff like that. And that's uh-huh. when the engagement increased. Honestly, even then, till say about July, we had very few followers. So March 2020, right when Mm -hmm. the pandemic struck, we were at 250 followers. And Mm -hmm. a year after, we are Mm -hmm. at very close to 2,500. So I think that boost also motivates you to do a lot more. (laughs) (laughs) I understand that. So, uh, like, I didn't know about the DIY workshops. Could you tell me, like, I, I don't see it anymore. Uh, do you still do that? Or how? what so do you teach I, that? We still do not do that because uh, since we've just started looking at it from a business point of view, there is a lot of, you know, small operational activities that are required to be done. So, honestly, I haven't gotten a chance to really mm-hmm. work on those videos. And mm-hmm. they were more for fun, you know, when I wasn't looking at this as a business point of view. So what I thought was to make bookmarks since we were all reading books in the lockdown. And I thought just via origami, I thought bookmarks and a lot of origami work. I There were some tassels that we made. We So a lot of just casual fun DIYs that we did. And... Now, obviously, I do not do much of that. And Mm -hmm. believe it or not, actually, I was juggling my personal office and a prangi till very recently. So it was two jobs at a time. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. So you were uh, uh, working on, uh, you were having a day job and you were running a prangi at the same time. Yes, 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 I was. (laughs) So I was basically... So how did I manage? I think I was just working all the time. <laughs> okay. So, so if anybody asks me, what are you doing? I am working. So they'd have to ask me, what are you working on currently? Is it your <laughs> job or is it a Atrangi? Mm. So of course, after a lot of thinking, I then, and of course I saw increased potential and growth in Atrangi and then I took a leap of faith. Nice, nice. That's amazing. So when did this happen? Uh, this happened. So my last day at work was 31st of March. Wow. Okay. Wow. So you're all in like, you know, 100% into Atrangi now. Definitely, definitely. Nice. I wish you all the best. And I think it's already taking a lot of success. Uh, and I, I want everybody to be, you know, to be purchasing one, whenever they move into a new house. This is the place to actually start shopping from. That's so sweet of you. Thank you so much. 
So, like, I think uh, this is a very unique thing. And uh, do you uh, happen to find uh, NGOs uh, like supporting? Like, are they all your partners, or what is the status of the like? You mentioned an NGO community, right? Right. So, uh, do they uh, do like after your uh, business has come forward? Do they have more people learning this art, or has there been a, a partnership formed in in a way that since we have you as our vendor we're going to get more people are you so, aware about uh, any of those so of course with say um uh with uh, the ngos and the artisans so with the lockdown most of them did not have as much work right because hmm. most of the businesses previously existing businesses took a step back they had hmm. to cut down on the cost they had to manage the entire setup So I mm-hmm. think, and most of these organizations or these artisans sell via local exhibitions, and local mm-hmm. walk-in exhibitions went to zero in a day's correct, time. Correct, correct. Yeah. So, oh my god. So for most of these groups, they had very little to no sale, and it also depends, right? Like, mm-hmm. very few of these people have the access to the market themselves. or mm-hmm. have the kind exact kind of resources that would really help them reach the market themselves like mm-hmm. i mentioned like one of my artisans does not even have a courier service in his town mm. i get it there's right. no way he can reach yeah so i think it is up to especially the newer brands like ours to kind of reach out to them to kind of support them in as much Mm-hmm. way as we can and yeah so first as and when the volumes increase like for my mm-hmm. one of my artisans so my best selling product at this time is all my tolu products because that mm-hmm. is also something i launched the earliest right uh, mm-hmm. the other jute products i have literally launched about 2 weeks ago okay um, so yeah. with him he earlier probably if i would uh, operate on a 20 product inventory for example hypothetically mm-hmm. now he knows he can expect about a 40 product out of 50 piece work mm-hmm. just to okay. hypothetically give you the concept so mm-hmm. of course in that case they have to decide can they onboard more products like with artisans they don't onboard any other people because it's a very family oriented work mm. with say an ngo of course they it gives them an option to broaden their horizon and onboard a lot other women or people who can do the work for them mm-hmm. i get it i get it i mean i think it's like a you're really doing something that's very essential for uh, the the upcoming generation would never see their uh, work had it not been for you i, I know i'm repeating myself but i really loved this entire uh, concept like i had no clue to that this is the source of atrangi studio so hats off to you for doing this thank you thank you so exactly right it's very important for us to preserve so many art forms india yeah. has thousands of art forms like a lot of those we aren't even aware of just because mm-hmm. they do not have the right access and mm-hmm. see over the years or as the generations passed the people doing that art form has reduced so we Correct. are of course constantly on the lookout of what art form we can introduce 
but mm. again there's of course a commercial point right wherein i understand you cannot introduce every art form you have to understand what your particular kind of market would accept and respond to mm hmm true i think uh, that the since it's been it's not just been preserved like that quality and the existence of such a thing every state has their own uh, you know his heritage and culture and something or the other is very uh, you know the heart of the state would be having a, a history to that and there will be some work like there will be people making bets or some print some kind of you know wall art would be there that's specific to every state in india and i Definitely. think you already reached two or three yeah so i think it's just the beginning and honestly i feel this entire ecosystem is very layered and it's yeah. very deep and like you mentioned every state i've over time come to realize it's not just every state in fact things change from district to district <laughs> true okay so i think that itself is a huge opportunity at the same time it just means there is so many people on the lookout mm hmm i understand understand so the, does your family come with you to all of these places of when you are out hunting for okay i mean before pandemic when you were out hunting so, for artisans so like i said this is a pandemic baby right agrangi studio yeah. <laughs> is a pandemic baby i like how it works so honestly at this point i've not had too many out of station uh work uh -huh. trips but uh -huh. say within the city like you know when i was exploring packaging mm -hmm. when i was exploring so of course my family has been very supportive uh as and when if somebody could take up work from me so my mom mm -hmm. and i do this like completely so she's like i know you're looking at a lot of back end operational work so i'll do mm -hmm. the packaging because that is something she knows she can take care of so i think mm -hmm. that's one less of an effort for me or at the okay. same time since my brother and my father both are in the field of finance mm -hmm. so they help me out of course everybody shares the ideas my friends my extended family ki if mm -hmm. they see certain products on the you know why on the web or somewhere else they'll be like mm -hmm. hey this is an idea mm -hmm. oh nice so i mean like you know you can make a print printed version of this or a handcrafted version of this Nice, exactly nice, exactly nice. or maybe they just like it and they're like hey this is for your reference i don't know how you work things around but this is something i like so i'm just passing it on to you aha uh -huh. nice that that's really that's really nice to know like uh, and everybody is involved and everybody is happy to help that's beautiful and i think as an entrepreneur that's very uh, it's a requirement Push. right you hmm. need the motivation from all the resources possible Mm, yeah. So, like, I think, uh, is there anybody who's done this before in your family? Like, did you have anybody to seek guidance from, like, your cousins or anybody who started a company of their own? So, or one of my cousins, uh, one of my cousins did have a company of his own, and mm -hmm. honestly, I've learned a lot from him and from his experience. Mm -hmm. uh, so that nice. definitely really helped. but otherwise uh, i i am a first generation entrepreneur in my family so right Amazing. from my 
both my maternal and paternal sides there have been hardly to none no entrepreneurs oh my god that's really nice like you're breaking a lot of uh, first there <laughs> yeah yeah that's definitely and, and it's not like your mom didn't want to start but uh, i think it's through you at least she's gotten that uh, that that's happening like she had all of the skills and the ideas so Right. I think like, I think it just boils down to that, right? I think not every all of us have that kind of resource, and by resource mm-hmm. I mean not just financial resource, or uh, even the intellectual resource or the resource to the market. I think during mm-hmm. our parents' generation, first of all, internet wasn't such a big thing. It's mm-hmm. a very last two, three decade thing, and mm-hmm. before that, like. this entire scope for scope of online selling and all of that mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. just broadens horizon and i think that's what our parents did not have right now i did not visit a village i can do everything over a phone mm. or on my laptop or over the web in in say so, probably 25 years down the line i don't think i could have done it had i not visited visited the village correct 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 i understand so uh, like even with all of these facilities i think we still have that notion that after you you know finish your uh, graduation or your post graduation you should go and get a job like i think that getting a job is the only way to live uh, notion still hasn't changed in a lot of indian families definitely like despite... yes go ahead so so i was saying like despite having all of these resources at our uh, fingertips i think uh, do you do you feel that there are people who are hesitant to women especially are they hesitant to start businesses or something of their own definitely definitely and i think i was to myself at some point in time right mm-hmm. because uh, one of course uh, you gain a lot of experience while you're working Mm-hmm. both on a job end and on a business end right so i think mm-hmm. that hesitant one is that because just the second i'm so sorry i apologize no worries. right so um i think that hesitation is there for multiple factors right one i think we've always known to say you know job is the right thing to do and i think that's a social conditioning that we and our parents are brought up with okay so i don't think parents are wrong on their part when they're saying that because they're kind of looking out for you and that's the kind of social conditioning that they've been brought up with at the same time a lot of us are hesitant ourselves i don't think it's just uh we as individuals are also very confident of going for entrepreneurship because hey it's not easy right when you are on the other end you realize there are multiple factors that come in a you mm-hmm. do not have a set salary coming in every month regardless of your performance do mm-hmm. i think a lot of people i think the perception is ki yaar i leave a job i'll not do a 9 to 5 i'll chill honestly mm-hmm. with a 9 to 5 yeah so with a 9 to 5 you know once you leave work you're done I don't mm. think here I'm done at twelve in the night also because I know I have things left. Oh my god! And I think you're just a lot more involved because 
it's your entire ambition dream hmm. and your finances at stake <laughs> i get that so do you think like if besides the work part uh, and, and the motivation is there any other challenge that you face like one of the biggest challenges if you were to name in these uh, i think you've been for 7 to almost 10 months now you have right. been fully working on this like what have been your top 3 challenges so i think one with the pandemic it's been difficult to move around right it's been difficult yeah. to and since my work specifically involves uh, you know if press mm. i would prefer to move be able to move around i think that is one second mm. i think the indian landscape is still not very accepting of handwork okay. like i've like i know people who bought from me who have bought only because it's pretty and mm. they will probably not know even if it's handwork or not <laughs> or they'll compare it to an amazon product and mm. so i think all of that does, that does happen mm-hmm. but i think you have to take everything with a pinch of salt Mm-hmm. So, have you had any um, like? I mean, I just want to know like, has there any customer been uh, who did not understand the artwork, and has there been a to and fro between you, like, in terms of like any any issues in terms of the e-commerce? I just want to um, understand how challenging. So, it is. honestly, luckily for me, most of my customers have been very understanding. Mm-hmm. I am talking of customers, yeah, and they've been very appreciative of the work. okay mm-hmm. so i think what i i think i have a 95 plus percent of a happy customer ratio wow so that's i think great. i that is that is i think i've been blessed uh, with some really understanding customers some mm-hmm. very appreciative customers of course there are times when there are hiccups when probably mm-hmm. the customer does not understand a certain aspect but mm-hmm. i think i could literally count them on my fingers so i don't mm-hmm. think that would be a challenge to name mhm nice so uh, like have has there ever been a case where uh, your uh, customers have asked for something and you've not had that created and you have to go back does that happen so honestly i keep a very strict check of the inventory that i have Mm-hmm. and i know that a particular design is readily available and a particular mm-hmm. design would take about 3 weeks time to be delivered or just for example so okay, while okay. i'm accepting an order i mm-hmm. very straightforwardly mention the lead time that would be there okay okay so, because so if it... yeah so because it's handcrafted product right and not every time i will have something ready because mm-hmm. things get stock out or some products are also made to order because if it's a custom product if it's mm-hmm. uh, then it's made to order with other products mm-hmm. that my mom makes a lot mm-hmm. of them are also made to order like we've made samples and if the samples have sold out the mm-hmm. second piece is often made to order nice or exactly. the consequent pieces so i think mm-hmm. our customers the fact that we are very um, straightforward with that i think mm-hmm. our customers have been understanding mm-hmm. now when we are talking about the one thing i understand is pe- the need for cash on delivery ha uh-huh. ha okay we do not 
as a brand do not offer cash on delivery for any of our products we yeah, yeah. strictly accept only online payments hmm. and the reason we do that is two right one i've heard a lot of my fellow businesses have had customers whereby the product reached the customer and the customer refused to accept it and oh or they saw the product while the delivery guy was waiting and they're like ah oh, i just wanted to see in person and i don't think yeah. i like it so i'm returning and, oh my god and this honestly habit has come to us because we are so used to ordering off these marketplaces who have return policy hmm. that it's become very ingrained what they do not understand is for a young business that's a two way shipping cost straight up yeah i understand number 1 and number 2 in india for every cash on delivery every single logistic partner charges mm-hmm. an additional fee mhm so if i offer a cod service that additional fee either has to be borne by me or by the customer which mm-hmm. would be difficult on both ends yeah so i think Gosh, at this point it's uh we do not have cod and we have definitely lost quite a few orders because of not that service but mm-hmm. it's also a, you have to take a call sometimes he mm-hmm. what's the bigger gain and i think mm-hmm. in india it's very difficult to explain this entire layered reason why most young brands do not have cod mhm oh that's cruel i mean what you just explained like i cannot uh, and like especially in your case because this is coming from a very uh, like in inner village and you can't expect uh, the product to reach your doorstep and then quit on the <laughs> entire uh, purchase that, that's right cruel. right and imagine like the artisan or my mother whoever's made the product first yeah. of all if it's made to order imagine there's a lot more heart put on it exactly okay so it's extremely disheartening to see your product returned and mm. i think it's just the uh mentality that's been developed nowadays that hey i'll just check the product out and i'll return it i understand <laughs> some people are very genuine because they've had bad experiences okay in the mm-hmm. past with other businesses mm-hmm. but i can only say take a leap of faith with me because i am taking <laughs> one with my brand and my business and <laughs> i'll ensure you get quality product yeah and let's not judge a book by its cover or judge other businesses by <laughs> yeah your with your past experiences yeah got it so like do you ever like i should not be asking you this but if you should never go ahead and think of this also like my question was do you ever feel like quitting but don't quit on this because i just got to know your story and i think you're doing a great job please never think of the stopping this cuz it's like thank you exactly what india needs you are uh, creating a platform for uh, small scale industries who would never see the light of the day if not for you it's beautiful thank you so much so with respect to quitting i think i've very recently started my journey so yeah. i definitely don't aim to quit <laughs> <laughs> or i did not leave my 9 to 5 to quit yeah 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 definitely and i hope i wish you all the success uh, hope it becomes a big brand that goes even beyond india because i think we have been copying trends from the western world for a long time and i think it's time we give them back 
something of our 200 2000 year old uh, art forms so definitely definitely wishing you go global soon thank you so much julia and that really is motivating yeah yeah definitely i mean i i i think you should have a warehouse by the time i interview you next <laughs> an official warehouse outside yeah like i wish open. i wish <laughs> very soon let's yeah 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 absolutely thank you so much for joining me thank you thank you so much for having me it was i think it was a delight talking to you it was quite a, the kind of conversation i was expecting and it was fun thank you so much thank you just as we part uh, just if you wanted to uh, tell our listeners anything uh, either from atrangi studio uh, from your front there as or as an entrepreneur to other aspiring entrepreneurs if you would like to tell us something tell our listeners something um okay so i'll go ahead and do both one um please check out our instagram page uh, that is instagram.com/atrangistudio and our website is also atrangistudio.com so i am not saying you have to go by just check it out spread the word like follow maybe someday some, there would be something that you might like else every single follower every single visit counts and <laughs> as an entrepreneur um if you really believe in yourself if you really believe in the idea mm-hmm. it's okay to take a leap of faith it's okay to give in your 200% but no it's not all. before you do that i think it's very important to know it's not all rosy it's not going to be a chill life it's going to be extended hours of work but also know it's going to be a lot more fulfilling so mm-hmm. know both sides of the story before you take a leap of faith or before you make a judgment beautiful thank you so much for saying that i i think that was very needed <laughs> thank you yeah thank you Thanks. so much it was lovely talking to you same here same here the pleasure is mine thank you Thank you so much. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's it for today. Hope you liked it. If you enjoyed this episode, do share it with your friends. And don't forget to hit follow on Spotify and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Stay tuned for more episodes and stay safe.